My friends, on Sunday night, last Sunday, as cryptocurrency prices plummeted, Celsius Network, an experimental cryptocurrency bank with more than 1 million customers that has emerged as a leader in the murky world of decentralized finance, or DeFi, it announced it was freezing withdrawals due to extreme market conditions. That means, essentially, no one could get any money out. Earlier this week, Bitcoin dropped 15% over 24 hours to its lowest value since December 2020. And Ether, the second most valuable cryptocurrency, fell about 16%. Last month, Terra USD, a stablecoin, a system that was supposed to perform a lot like a conventional bank account, but was backed only by a cryptocurrency called Luna, collapsed, losing 97% of its value in just 24 hours, apparently destroying some investors' life savings. The implosion of a popular coin helped trigger a crypto meltdown that erased $300 billion in value across the market. These crypto crashes have fueled worries that the complex and murky crypto banking and lending projects known as DeFi are on the brink of ruin. 89 years ago today, the Banking Act of 1933, also known as the Glass-Steagall Act, was signed into law by Franklin D. Roosevelt. Glass-Steagall separated commercial banking from investment banking, Main Street from Wall Street, in order to protect people who entrusted their savings to commercial banks from having their money gambled away. Glass-Steagall's larger purpose was to put an end to the giant Ponzi schemes that had overtaken the American economy in the 1920s and finally led to the Great Crash of 1929. Americans had been getting rich by speculating on shares of stock and various sorts of exotica, roughly analogous to crypto, as other investors followed them into these risky assets, pushing their values ever upwards. But at some point, Ponzi schemes topple of their own weight. When the toppling occurred in 1929, it plunged the nation and the world into a Great Depression. The Glass-Steagall Act of 1933 was a means of restoring stability. It takes about a full generation to forget a financial trauma and allow the forces that caused it to repeat their havoc. By the mid-1980s, as the stock market soared, speculators noticed they could make lots more money if they could gamble with other people's money, as in the 1920s. They pushed Congress to deregulate Wall Street, arguing that the United States financial sector would otherwise lose its competitive standing relative to other financial sectors around the world. In 1999, after Sandy Wheels Travelers Insurance Company merged with Citicorp, and Wheel personally lobbied Clinton and Clinton's Secretary of the Treasury, Robert Rubin, Clinton and Congress agreed to ditch what remained of Glass-Steagall. Supporters hailed the move at the time as a long-overdue demise of a Depression-era relic. Critics, including yours truly, predicted it would release a monster. The critics were proven correct. With Glass-Steagall's repeal, the American economy once again became a betting parlor 
Not incidentally, shortly after Glass-Steagall was repealed, Sandy Wheel recruited Robert Rubin to be chair of Citigroup's executive committee and briefly chair of its board of directors. Inevitably, Wall Street suffered another near-death experience from excessive gambling. Its Ponzi schemes began toppling in 2008, just as they had in 1929. The difference was that the United States government bailed out the biggest banks and financial institutions, with the result that the Great Recession of 2008-2009 wasn't nearly as bad as the Great Depression of the 1930s. Still, millions of Americans lost their jobs, their savings, and their homes, and not a single banking executive went to jail. In the wake of the 2008 financial crisis, a new but watered-down version of Glass-Steagall was enacted, the Dodd-Frank Act, which has been further diluted and defanged by Wall Street lobbyists. Which brings us 89 years to the day after Glass-Steagall was enacted, to the crypto crash. The current chair of the Securities and Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler, has described cryptocurrency investments as, quote, rife with fraud, scams, and abuse, unquote. Yet in the murky world of crypto, DeFi isn't easy to understand. It's not easy to know who provides money for loans, where the money flows, or how easy it is to trigger currency meltdowns. There are no standards for issues of custody, risk management, or capital reserves. There are no transparency requirements. Investors often don't know how their money is being handled or who the counterparties are. Deposits are not insured. We're back to the Wild West finances of the 1920s. Now, in the past, cryptocurrencies kept rising by attracting an ever-growing range of investors and some big Wall Street money, along with celebrity endorsements. But as I said, all Ponzi schemes come to an end eventually, and it looks like the end has it arrived for crypto. So why isn't this market regulated? Mainly because of intensive lobbying by the crypto industry, whose kingpins want to continue the Ponzi scheme. The industry is pouring huge amounts of money into political campaigns, and it has hired scores of former government officials and regulators to lobby on its behalf, including three former chairs of the Securities and Exchange Commission, three former chairs of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, three former U.S. senators, and at least one former White House chief of staff, the former chair of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, and more than 200 former staffers of federal agencies, congressional offices, and national political campaigns have worked in crypto. Former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers advises crypto investment firm Digital Currency Group and sits on the board of Block, Inc., a financial technology firm that's investing in cryptocurrency payments systems. In a famous passage from his 1955 book called The Great Crash of 1929, my mentor, Harvard professor John Kenneth Galbraith, introduced the term bezel, derived from embezzlement. Galbraith observed that the bezel in a financial system grows whenever people are confident about the economy. 
and the bezel reveals itself when confidence ebbs. Crypto is pure bezel, as is now being revealed. If we should have learned anything from the crashes of 1929 and 2008, it's that regulation of financial markets is essential. Otherwise, they turn into Ponzi schemes filled with bezel, leaving small investors with nothing and endangering the entire economy. We should remember, on this anniversary today, the 89th anniversary of the Glass-Steagall Act, what is necessary. It's time for the Biden administration to stop the crypto bezel.